Welcome back and happy fall, y'all. I don't know about you, but as a Midwest native, I am crazy about fall. I love getting creative with seasonal and holiday themes when session planning for all ages, whenever appropriate. Now, as music therapists, we always want to exercise our best clinical judgment on when it's appropriate to use themed sessions. Some reasons why you might want to include themes are for reminiscence, orientation, increased engagement through novelty experiences, bringing changes to your session planning and opportunities for introducing new and familiar music that you can't use all year round. If you're wanting some ideas on Halloween and harvest-themed interventions for your clients, I'm going to be sharing some of my newest and oldest favorites, so let's get into it. Just a quick reminder before we get too deep into the content of this episode, links to and resources for everything, all of the interventions and music that I'm going to be talking about today will be in the blog post for this episode on our website. So make sure to uh, check that out and save everything so that you don't lose it for later. Let's start with early childhood. Um, Younger kiddos are one of the more common populations that you might use a themed session with. One of my favorite props in music therapy sessions for all ages is scarves. They're incredibly versatile and when used with intentional music can be really effective to facilitate multiple goals. So this Halloween season, you might try using scarves for ghosts. Um... If I Were a Ghost by Super Simple Songs is a really fun, short, repetitive little song that you could use for lyric fill-in, increasing vocalizations, and even adapt it to include movements. So the, the regular lyrics go, if I were a ghost, I would say boo. If I were a ghost, I would say boo. So Because you've got that repetitive boo word at the end of each phrase, that's great for lyric fill-in, especially if you want to increase those vocalizations. But you could change it to be something like, if I were a ghost, I would run, hide, fly, jump, etc. around the room. So you could change those lyrics and just repeat it and then model and imitate the movement that you're singing about. You could pair this song with a mindfulness transition out of the movement or singing with Stephanie Lovell's Halloween adaptation for her scarf song, Blowing in the Wind. This is one of my favorite scarf songs to use, and she has a really fun little twist to Blowing in the Wind to make it about a um, a ghost scarf. 
which makes for a great transition out of movement or singing into something else. The next early childhood intervention I want to share is ring around the pumpkin. Now, the words to ring around the pumpkin I have seen all over the internet on so many sources, so I'm not really sure where it originated from in order to give the proper author credit. But I did find an awesome blog post by Bearpaw Creek. In case you don't know, that is the company that creates stretchy bands. Um, so they, the props that they make, the products that they make are very popular in the music therapy um, and OTPT world. But this particular blog post was about movement and using a stretchy band to march around or make a ring around a pumpkin that they've created that is a balloon cover. So it's like a little um, pumpkin fabric, almost like a pillowcase, uh, but for a balloon. So it turns the balloon into a pumpkin that you can use as a ball or a prop for the floor. It's super fun. And so then they sing and chant ring around the pumpkin to cue the movement with the group around this pumpkin prop. Elizabeth from our team here at MTMB actually created a reel when we got our pumpkin in the mail. It's super cute and it is a great fall themed prop to use for movement in your groups, especially for those littles. And then one adaptation that I might encourage you to try using some fabric leaves. You can find these at most craft stores or like decor stores and you can toss them in the air when you sing. They all fall down. You could have an individual or your group each get to toss up some leaves, but then you can include those as part of a sensory engagement intervention. Then you could take those leaves and use them as a sensory transition with an original song that I wrote that we are actually giving away for free when you subscribe to our letter. It's brand new. It's called The Leaves Are Falling. So don't miss out on that. You will get the recording and the lyric sheet and clinical ideas to use with that song. So head to our website and check that out. I'll include the link in the show notes too. But if you haven't signed up already, in addition to The Leaves Are Falling, you will also get six mindfulness chants. So you'll get the whole mindfulness bundle and then our new song, The Leaves Are Falling. Now let's move on to the elementary age. The first idea is using boomwhackers to spooky, scary skeletons. You could create a xylophone and boomwhacker arrangement for group music making or music learning. And you could also include opportunities for improvisation on these instruments. Boomwhackers, as we have talked about many, many times, are great instruments for working on gross motor coordination and crossing midline, as well as attention and following directions. Xylophones are also great for more fine motor skills, uh, creative improvisation, and again, if you're in a group, group cohesion, um, rapport building, self-expression, initiating movement, communication, all of those skills are going into some kind of classroom arrangement for spooky, scary skeletons. Then after you're done playing the music, you could use the song lyrics to prompt group discussion about things that make us afraid and then create a mantra of bravery and courage. You could also rewrite the song as if the skeletons were not scary at all or discuss how the skeletons in the song 
want to socialize and are misunderstood. You could ask questions like, what was a time that you felt misunderstood? Have you ever felt lonely? What is a way that we can be welcoming to others in our group or at school? You could kind of take that discussion in any way that you want to, to address the needs of the group, but it could actually be a fun way to use that silly song to go a little bit deeper. I've also included a Boomwhacker play-along video that would be great for a group or a virtual session or even an adaptive lesson activity. Also, I want to mention YouTube has a ton of rhythm play-along and body percussion and Boomwhacker play-along videos of all kinds and themes and genres that really are appropriate for all ages. So if you're looking for um, video visuals for whatever group or individual that you're working with, definitely check it out. As a little bonus, um, I'm sure you all have heard this song, It's Corn. Um, It's a really super popular trending audio on Instagram and TikTok. It's all over social media right now. And there, I found a really cute play along video for learning music, simple music notation. Um, to the song It's Corn. So I'll include that link as a bonus for you guys. Next up, let's move on to the teen age population. I love to include um, digital instruments and sound effects. This is something that you could do with AAC switches or even other adaptive technologies, but you could take the song Monster Mash or any Halloween-themed spooky song, or any song for that matter, and record sound effects using AAC switches to pair with keywords in the song. The group or individuals will then listen to the song for their keywords and work together and pay attention to complete the musical task of triggering the sound effect when they hear the song lyric. This is a great intervention for working on sustained attention and quite a lot of novel fun. If you have a student or a client that is maybe struggling with engagement, um, this could be a fun thing to try. For individuals working on communication goals, Using a switch in this way is reinforcing all of the skills needed to use AAC switches and devices in functional communication. Those foundational skills might include reaching, comprehension, purposeful movement, listening, initiating communication, etc. Purposeful eye gaze, like matching images of lyrics or objects like a bat or a Frankenstein or a vampire to the song lyric as well. Could even use those images to help them create a song and rewrite a song using different monsters or use those images to write your own song. Of course, if it's more appropriate, you can always use spooky themed instruments, um, instruments that are included in the original recording or vocals to the song and have them fill in the blank lyrics as well. One reason why I really like to use digital instruments is because I find that they are so adaptable, which makes them so accessible for everyone, especially if you have some kind of adaptive ensemble or a group with varying levels of ability 
you can make it accessible to everyone and help everyone be included and participate in a really fun and valuable way, still accomplishing all of the same goals with just a little creative thinking, which is something that as musicians and experts in improvisation, that's something that we do all the time. So I love getting to be creative with the technology that we have. I love getting to use music-assisted quote-unquote games. Sometimes if you phrase them as a game, you'll get some more client buy-in, but these are interventions. So I love using musical games when appropriate every so often. So this Uh, This next idea could be great for building rapport, group cohesion, attention, listening skills, and music learning. You can create a spooky bingo board with Halloween favorites. I'm going to include a link for this ready-made Halloween music bingo card. So it's literally free. It's ready to go. You can just use this link and print it off or use it virtually. It's simple and the website program is awesome if you're doing Zoom sessions or in a classroom with a screen. You can create as many free bingo cards and customize them however you want to. So I encourage you to check that out, but feel free to use the Halloween bingo card that I've included in this episode. For teens, here are a couple spooky pop songs that you might consider using. Heathens, a song by 21 Pilots, that came out in 2016, um, talks a lot about friends. You could use this song as a springboard for discussion about describing traits of a good friend, what it means to be a good friend, and who their friends are, and even maybe extended out to their support system. Another song is Look What You Made Me Do by Taylor Swift. From a cognitive behavioral lens, this could be a great song to discuss actions and consequences and kind of get to the question of who is responsible for our own actions. This could be an empowering song for clients to recognize that they get to have control of their own responses to situations and really take ownership of their identity. The whole song is about changing the narrative of who you are after all. Taylor in the music video at the very end kind of reveals that this song is touching on how the media portrays her um, in a light that is very different than who she is or what she believes about herself. So could be a great opportunity for some mantra creation, some songwriting, some self-reflection, or even creating a self-portrait through music after introducing Look What You Made Me Do. So that wraps up what I have for the teen group. Let's move on to talk about older adults, and this will be our last population for the day. So you can use the music bingo game that I mentioned before, but one alternative is using Halloween, fall, or harvest-themed songs for active music listening, using rhythmic patterns or instrumental versions of songs, You can play a sample of the song and allow the participants to guess the name of the song. You can also include visuals to engage folks in a more complete sensory experience. And after they've guessed or you've given them the answer, you all can sing or play the song together and perhaps even include some 
lyric fill-in using those visuals that you used to prompt memory. Of course, from there, you can include group conversation and questions about the song or the images that you chose to really prompt some of that reminiscence and song discussion amongst group members or individuals. Speaking of harvest rhythms, you could have your group or individual create an arrangement using harvest-themed rhythms. For example, pumpkin, scarecrow, ghost, Halloween, rainy weather. You could create visuals and rhythms that you think are appropriate and together create patterns. And then from there, you can go a couple different directions. You could have the group split up into different sections, each getting to play their own rhythm part that you could layer together to create a percussion accompaniment. You can add some vocals, and then all together you have a harvest arrangement of a popular song. Or once the group has created their own rhythmic pattern, you could simply have them stick with that rhythm pattern while you add the music and vocals. You could divide it up and make it as complicated or as simple as you need to to help your group or individual be successful. But there are a lot of different ways that you could go using words as rhythms because ultimately the goal, especially for older adults, is more often um, engagement, support of cognitive function, socialization, attention, focus, things like that. It's not so much about the actual rhythm learning. So rather than focusing on teaching them music notation that maybe they've never seen before, use something that they can understand and will quickly get them engaged and help them be successful in completing the task. Because unless the task is actually learning music notation, it is perfectly appropriate. And I would say, um, I would encourage you to consider adapting how they can relate to reading music, whether that's colors, whether that's words. Um, I am all about making it accessible to everyone so that they can be successful and still reach their goal without having to learn the whole other language of music notation. Lastly, I've also rewritten the song Rockin' Robin to be Rockin' Scarecrow before. And you can create fill-in-the-blank visuals to engage your participants in singing and stimulating memory by naming objects um, in the photos. So that's a fun thing that you could also play around with. That concludes all of our Harvest and Halloween-themed session intervention ideas. I hope you're feeling inspired by this change of seasons and you're ready to harvest all of these new ideas to inspire your session planning this month. We always love to hear how you're using the ideas that we share and how you're adapting them to meet your client population needs. So drop a line to let us know. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Music Therapy and Beyond. For show notes from today's episode, head to our website, musictherapyandbeyond.com. And while you're there, check out our shop. If you enjoy this content, please like and subscribe to share our work on all platforms. And don't forget to tune in every Monday for another great episode. We'll see you next time.